Welcome everyone to the Crit Ray Podcast for Wednesday, January 18th. This is episode 76 and I'm your host Justin Skirbo. Today I'm joined by Justin Chow. Joining in. I'm also joined by Liz Caetano. I thought there was going to be more to that sentence. Yeah, that's why I gave it that, that little uh, pregnant pause. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm also joined by Liz Caetano. What's up? What's up? We're back again for another podcast. Some interesting stuff this week. Today was Xbox Developer Direct. Whoa. New stuff. New mm. information mm. to... You really can't unpack. get it up with this, can you? No, not You're so much. You're just really faking it. <laughs> I am doing my best. Uh, well, we didn't watch the whole thing. I'm sure there was more information scattered in there, but the big takeaways we're going to discuss today, that being Avowed and Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also some interesting news about Foam Stars, which I'm curious if you guys... I don't even know what that is. You mentioned that before. It's I that weird that Splatoon the... game from oh, yeah, Square Enix. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like a mix of Fortnite with Splatoon, and they're like running around yeah. shooting foam parts. Party. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, so a little bit to go on there. Uh, we will jump into all of that and more. But first, how's it going, Liz? How was your week? You doing good? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <I'm tired. laughs> yeah. We had a packed weekend and week. Yeah. So. I, I feel like my adult brain is getting worse by the day. Like I couldn't even tell you what happened three days ago. Like I have no no idea. We're doing finances. <laughs> yes. We were rushing to do quarterly taxes. Oh, my taxes. gosh. Yes. This week was a mess. Yeah, it was yeah. a t- total mess. <laughs> yeah. And the snow. Mess. And the snow did it, too. The snow the messed snow, things yeah. up, too. It takes up so much time out yeah. of the day just to clear that shit. Justin, have you been having a good week? Uh, I mean, stuff is getting done, so that feels good. Um, playing some games. Uh, I mean, actually, one of the games... Well, I've been playing, and we've been getting into uh, Dr. Mario, which is hilarious. And it Oh, weird. right. Yeah, we talked about it. I wanted to know, Liz, and it's funny, over at the Chow household, there's like an ominous present that is Liz in the puddle, in like the puzzle game category. And <laughs> my sister and Arthur are just like, I want to know if Liz is like nasty at this game, too. At uh, Dr. Mario? Yeah. I haven't really ever played. Like, I mean, I played okay. like the on an old version, maybe on like an N64 Super Nintendo or something okay. back in the day. But I haven't really ever picked it up again so probably okay. it's, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned this my brother-in-law was here that's why it's like out we were playing like oh, we were wow, playing the yeah. super nintendo version it's funny because we started looking up high level of playing at like uh i think they usually play at like the tetris tournament like conventions or yeah. whatever tournaments yeah competitions yep and uh they play that exact one oh the yeah tetris and dr mario yeah um it's a cool it's a stable it, like the stable yeah it's a cool combo so i had a refresher so you play type b first mm-hmm. and you try to clear uh 10 lines mm-hmm. and then it switches you to dr mario, dr. mario. and mm-hmm. then it switches you back to just score attack mm-hmm. tetris interesting it's pretty cool i uh was awful the first few times that we played but then i i got my sea legs i got better at it i'm just not good at dr mario i just don't is. yeah i man dr mario it's it was a it's a weird combination tetris makes so much more sense to me Dude. dr mario is like very like i feel like it's linear and it's very like you're just shooting down viruses basically but which version are you playing uh we're playing the one from n64 on the nintendo switches online is there not okay. lag um i don't think so but we also played, this is like the first dr mario foray that i've had so we haven't had any problems i don't think i mean yeah right? like we were playing mario party on nintendo switch online and there is absolutely really like, yeah really and those games like they're just yeah like they need to have precision for i mean know? it becomes obvious when you're hitting a a block to roll the dice and you're like right. yep that was mm. clearly not the time that i hit this oh, button interesting um 
But dude, it's funny. Like, you should watch Allie play this game. Allie is I like, figured Allie would have been nasty. Dude, she is like seeing the Matrix yeah. in Doctor Mario. <laughs> like, I'm like. I got four things and now I can clear the virus. She's like, I'm going to clear this and it's going to set off a chain reaction of like 10 clears at the yeah. same time and get a billion points in one go. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm excited to bring this information back home with me and tell everybody about the the new dominant champion that we have to start training again for. <laughs> yes, she is very good. That's She's awesome. very good. So that's cool. That's yeah. uh, it's been the main squeeze other than Baldur's Gate. No I mean doubt. Baldur's Gate too. I will say that yeah. there's been some new understandings of Baldur's Gate that I'll bring up when we start talking about about. Yeah. Okay. Um, otherwise, yeah, Baldur's Gate is great. It's it's, it's just great. taking up most of my mental space. <laughs> just crunching on it. Almost done. No. Yeah. I don't know. We are not almost done. Mm. We're still in Act One. We are. Yes. I, I know there are three many, acts. Three acts. Yeah. yeah. I but, think every time I'm like, yeah, I think we're like finished with Act One. Alex has already played, so he's like, yeah, close. Why don't we just check out this area? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess there's more to do. <laughs> mm, that's funny. So Yeah, it's that's been cool. very good, though. It's been very good. There is some, yeah, we'll get into it when we talk about that. I'll bring it up. But nice. And same for you, Liz? I was yeah, sorry. just Baldur's Gate. Because we've been so busy doing... Life stuff? Life stuff, yeah. yeah. It was my birthday this week, so we did so many things. Yes, happy yeah. birthday, Liz. They went to the birthday. Crayola factory. We did. But we also did the activate thing this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yo, actually, fun. listeners, if you ever come to Jersey, there's a place that I want you to take a look at called American Dream Mall. <laughs> and I will tell you, I think I was talking to you about this, Justin, um, but it is like, it is the most indulgent human experience that I've ever been to. And like, I'm going through it and walking through around this mall. And all I think about is just how like this place shouldn't really exist. It's like unfettered capitalism to the max. And I loved it. I really loved it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we played. We went to this place called Activate, which is actually a, a chain or franchise or something, mm. some form of. So, there's a bunch of them. There's some, I think it was like in Canada. It didn't seem like a, just a random pop-up shop kind of yeah. thing. It seemed like they had their stuff under control. They do have their stuff under control. And you do like a bunch of real-life mini games. <laughs> this, <laughs> this totally constitutes what it, what you've been playing. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, I would like to go back. Yeah. It was interesting. There's a high scoreboard. Um, Jenny was on there pretty fast and she was doing well but yeah, yeah the games are interesting they're a lot more physical than i expected and it does feel like a weird like squid game situation when you go into this black room and then the lights just turn on and there's like a disembodied voice just telling you what to do yeah we were also cool. like moving like we were moving through the games quickly we were going a mile later we're like this game awesome let's go in like we'll figure it out like what and uh are you on a time limit like you you yeah. pay for an hour or yes, something exactly so okay. we were doing like we were cramming as much as we could doing yeah as much as possible that's cool when so. you hang out with jason and liz uh they're min maxing we're not here yeah. dilly dally and like read the directions yeah so i'd like i like to go again too because i didn't get to play we brought my sister and brother and Jenny, I, we like kind of split into two groups because yeah. you can only take five people into a room and we have yeah. eight people. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to play with them and they are also min-maxers in life. Yeah. Mm. So... It was funny because <laughs> I was like to- <laughs> being the one like outsider in the whole family, I get to drift between the groups and I had no <laughs> guilt about it. So I drifted in and out of there. Like, and they playing with them versus like playing with um, others. Uh, it was like very much like, okay, so what are we doing? All right, we got to do this, this, and the other thing. Yeah. Okay. And then everybody's on their knees and their hands over crawling around doing everything like <laughs> unabashedly, no like hesitation. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. We're in it to win it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we great. all play games the same. Yeah. That's really awesome. Good. I was only there for the second half of birthday activities. I heard the dinner was good. And I have been to that restaurant before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Spectacular. Yeah, very, very good. good. Every 
every dish was amazing. Yeah, it was a Chinese restaurant in Morris. Montclair. No, Montclair. That's right. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but future. and the city, yeah. I think. But happy birthday, Liz! You made it to twenty-one. You can drink now. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> oh man, mm. yeah. Games-wise, I haven't played uh, much different than where I have been. It's really just been Star Ocean, which I beat. Happy to have finished it. I'm literally like about to platinum it. Like the second you guys leave, I'm going to play for ten minutes and platinum this game. So that will be nice. Overall thoughts? Yeah. Game is actually really great. I was, it looked yeah. great when you yeah. were playing it. It was, I was really fun. I was telling Justin, he, he caught me playing it a little bit uh, before we started, but uh, like it is a. It has a lot of JRPG tropes from that time, like, you know, Super Nintendo PS1 era, where it's yeah. like, it's a little spacey, it's a little weird, you know, there's some <laughs> like, you know, some. Leaps and logic. Awkward, yeah, some yeah. some leaps in logic. It's just like, oh, we're just fighting these people now. Okay, like, yeah. mm-hmm. but they were oh, expecting you this entire time. Yeah, but the the parts of it that make it different than other RPGs, I really like. Um, like I was explaining to Justin, there's like 16 playable characters, and you only get to have like eight of them. So you actually have to oh. like, in order to see who are certain party members, you actually have to like. You'll be in situations with certain characters, and they'll be like, "Hey, so like, can I come?" And you have to be like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> and and then somebody else will appear. Yeah, till um, the end of time is like that too. Which one? Till the end of the time. Oh yeah. The next one, mm-hmm. except they don't tell you, like, what decisions are gonna be the factors in whether mm-hmm. or not somebody's gonna stay with you. Yeah. So you have no idea. So like, someone will come up to you, and you'll have like, you have to go to a specific town at a specific time, mm-hmm. walk down a specific alley, and then if you do that. Then someone will come up to you and be like, have a nice private conversation with you and say mm. like, hey, you know, like, we're having a really good time. Do you think we're connecting or do you think everything's going well? And you're like, yeah, I think everything's going well. Okay. Now you are going to be my party for the rest of this game. What, <laughs> game, what <laughs> game is that? And if you're like, oh, I'm not Star really sure. Until the end of time. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. That, that, oh. The, the next, this, Ocean, the next yeah. one. The third one. Yeah. That sounds like a game I'd be really into. It sounds just like <laughs> Radio Outer Story situation. Yeah. But uh, it's so, like you say no to these characters and you. Like you can't get them back in your party. Like you can't just switch hot swap. No, no. So yeah, like, that's like, what I mean. Like, it's like when you select eight characters, it's a wrap. Like yeah. you, you oh, wow. like you might notice the other characters that you could get in your party, but like they're not going to ask you because you even had like a romance slash like you know familiar. I don't know like friendship meter in yeah. each of these characters. So, so there's like story behind each individual character so every character and their relationship between each other between each other and there's, there's 16 characters there's 99 endings in the game <gasps> and all of the endings have like it depends on the status of the different characters relationships with each other and all this kind of stuff that's kind of cool yeah and it, it's fun because like every time you get to a new area and like depending on who's in your party you'll gain access to what are called private events which i think they're also called yeah. that in uh until mm-hmm. the end of time yeah and uh so I actually looked it up, like the differences between this and the original version, and it just it like makes you aware of when private actions are available. Whereas in like previous games, it just wouldn't even tell you. You would yeah. just have to like kind of assume. Um, but uh, consulted the guide a lot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so this made it more of like a you know twenty twenty four kind right. of game. You know, accessible. Um, so it was really cool, like going through all that process and seeing how these characters develop and like what your choices do and like seeing how. Like, each character has, like, a specialty with different weapons, or they might be doing certain kinds of magic or whatever. So it's kind of cool to, like, mix and match them. And, you know, you sort of get attached to certain characters. There's actually one character that I that was in my party at an early stage, and I absolutely hated him. Um, but he ended up being, like, a really, really good, like, 
fighter. So I was like, all right, well, I guess he's got to hang around and now I got to listen to his stupid like, <laughs> finish the fight quips for the rest of the game. Oh, but I hate that. Yeah. But it's kind of and amazing. It was Ashton. Come yeah, on, Ashton. Yeah, terrible name. It's kind of interesting, though, that like it, you can choose these different characters and they have different endings per each character. Like it's all bespoke to the decision you made. So like each playthrough can be different yeah so like so f- the first major decision is whether you want to play as uh uh claude or reyna so mm-hmm. it's like that's like the main character and it's like one of these two characters and then yeah you then select all of your other party members or you you decide to have them join your journey throughout the uh first playthrough and yeah i mean depending on who you choose to spend time with at certain things or or what uh private events you pursue and the way that you answer questions in the private events will determine like who likes you more or less yeah and it's basically like you can have like a relationship with basically any other character in the game and yeah i mean it's it's a cool thing like so i finished the first playthrough that was really cool do you have it digitally or did you buy it i have it digitally yeah Yeah, sorry there's no physical games in this household anymore i don't know it stops making sense. It doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. I still don't understand why it doesn't make we can sense. Them. That's true. That's true. Isn't it? Just, uh, so you're okay. I don't want to get back into it. No, no, no you get it. Do it. Go for it. All right. So, uh, from my understanding, you, it's just because, like, when you get the CDs, it's just basically a download key to download the game anyway. So yeah. it doesn't even feel like. So you'd still be attached to the network, and like, if the network ever were to be like erased, then that game would be useless anyway. That's that's one of the reasons. Yeah. The other reason is. Uh, I'm a parent now, so my ability to just go to Best Buy or wherever on a whim and try to get a game the day it comes out is not as accessible as usual. So I have to kind of choose my opportunities for when I can play. So, And oftentimes it's like if it's the day a game comes out, it's like I want to play that game right now. Yeah, that makes sense. So I downloaded them. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Okay. Which is funny because I think I picked maybe one of the worst generations to do that because now that physical media is essentially like... Dead. dissolving yeah maybe these games will be worth something later who knows like did you know after alan wake 2 no physical release the next game that said no physical release uh got an or like the next high profile game without a physical release got announced and that's hellblade 2 oh wow oh. senua's whatever saga yeah so that's not yeah. gonna have a physical release 50 dollars digital only i mean they're soaking up so much money and time i can imagine like i mean you have to spend money on that cd to manufacture that stuff yeah. anyway right so did, it's like did you guys play senua's sacrifice the first no, one shane did though and shane yeah. highly reviewed it so i i got it i found it on sale yeah i saw you have it there yeah i got it on sale i wouldn't the mind trying it version. because i mean the second one does seem interesting to me and the first one did look amazing it, right. it reviewed super well i got it for like 15 dollars on amazon mm. so that's why i own this physically because i looked it up digitally and it was like 40 dollars, but it was like 15 so i was like whatever yeah, yeah um it's scary though i kind of just Is wanted it to it looks scary that's why, I don't... <laughs> There's that's more... why i am not interested i'll let, I'll <laughs> let more darkness you know. than it's light. like it's apparently only like seven hours long so yeah. i felt like why not you know yeah. let's, let's give it a shot and it'll be funny because it's like oh that game's like an xbox game now but the first one's on playstation so like right? blah 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 yeah mm-hmm. so anyway <laughs> that's so that's what a thing. crazy conundrum yeah right yeah um so yeah so anyway Playing Star Ocean, really enjoying that. And now I'm just kind of like thinking about Last of Us, which comes out tomorrow. So I'll be playing that tomorrow. Okay. I am interested yeah. in that multiplayer. I saw, I think I saw a trailer, potentially accidentally, I don't remember what, of the, the multiplayer kind of so like it's talking. It's not multiplayer. It is it's a not roguelike. Sorry, the roguelike yeah. Yeah. aspect of it. And 
Looks dope. It looks cool. It looks fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah. I'm I'm You're playing as absolutely going to be playing it tomorrow for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Okay. It's only ten bucks. It's like it's ten dollars. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Why not? Yeah. Even just for the like if you're like I'm just getting it for the roguelike, it's like Sure. Yeah. I wasted $10 worth of cool roguelike time, you know? I've wasted way more than $10 on way stupider things. So it makes I, sense. I don't doubt it for a second. I know you don't <laughs> doubt it for Dude, a second. I can't do it with me. Or I other got... things you haven't played. <laughs> What's that? Or on other things you haven't played. Oh, so many things I haven't played. I can't wait to show you this stupid thing I bought on eBay. It was <laughs> okay. so dumb. I, I didn't even get advertised. I was like scrolling like a YouTube short and somebody was like, it's a toy. And somebody was like, like, hey, look at this cool toy. And I was like, I think that is an awesome toy. And then I just immediately found it online and bought it. <laughs> I was like, this is great. There's been so many times where Instagram and something else, ah, they've just captured my attention. I'm like, $40? <sighs> sure. That's what it is. $40 it, on a deck of cards that has like questions on it so I can ask people stuff? Yeah, okay. This, this <laughs> when I read them, I'm like, this was such a bad waste of money. <laughs> See, this, so stupid. this thing was right on that line. So it was 50 bucks. And I was like, 50 bucks is, is a lot. But apparently it's vintage. So it's like, you can't really get them. It was like, you know, some seller like had one or something. And you it, to tell me what it is. Do you want me to tell you what it is I now? Mean, you, I mean, you I just like started up and we're recording. Hypothetical okay. conversation. This is a little. So <laughs> it is. God. So it is a, a small model of the Yamanote train line subway. <laughs> from <laughs> from japan yeah, and it has little exactly. buttons on it yeah. that like says the train stops so it's like next stop shinjuku shinjuku uh, I, and i'm I like also got served this before I was is, like, it, is it vintage is it real is it like i saw it from on a vintage toy channel oh interesting and i was like okay, so maybe this looks so cool and i was on this train yeah that's <laughs> so kind of cool that's amazing yeah so i i got that that'll be here next week is it actually a little train that makes these little like yeah it's like this big, All right. and it's like a it's a subway train, and there's four buttons on the top that tell you the different stations that it goes to, and right. it, it does the little announcements. All right. And I was like, I love that. That's adorable. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. What do you say <laughs> we get into the news? Yeah, let's, let's jump in. Okay. So first things first, let's get into this Xbox Direct. So like we said, we didn't watch the entire thing, but the two main takeaways were Avowed and Indiana Jones. Liz, which one do you want to talk about? Let's talk about Indiana Jones. That's the first one we did. Indiana Jones and the Great Circle for Machine Games, makers of Wolfenstein New Blood. Which is a good choice, I think. New Colossus. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know how they got the license to it because that's right? like a pretty major license. And Wolfenstein is cool, but like, is it Indiana Jones license cool? Indiana Jones is Disney, right? Uh, yeah. And then Disney, I mean, they just came out with an Indiana Jones yeah. movie and it was terrible. So I imagine they're trying to. Either maybe I don't know. I mean, this game has to be in development for like a couple of years at this is point, right? Is it Disney or is it Universal? No, it's LucasArts, which is Star Wars, which yeah. is Disney, Disney World, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I just keep thinking about how Disney's in a tight spot, so like maybe they're trying to do anything with their maybe the, maybe their IPs are cheap now. Maybe like you can get licensing for cheap because it it could be. But like you said, this has probably been in development for at least. Three years? Three years, five yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, like that. I guess looked they good. did make that new movie that did not do well. It did terribly. <laughs> yeah, it did very, very poorly. But anyway, so the game is, uh, like Machine Games, other titles, a fir- single-player, first-person shooter, first-person whipper. Mm-hmm. Uh, whipper. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it looks kind of cool. I don't know. Like, it's a very unique uh, approach. That I think everyone would have assumed that it would be, like, a third-person game. But then it's just... 
Tomb Raider or Uncharted. Right. Yeah. You know? That's what I was thinking it was going to be. So yeah. first person makes a lot of sense for differentiation. Yeah. it's It looks like it blends it. Like if you whip a little hookshot thing and you swing, then it's like, then it goes into third person. Which That's is weird would, to me a little bit. Well, it's kind of like Deus Ex. Like, remember Deus Ex used to do stuff like that where mm-hmm. it's like it would like be first person, but yeah, yeah. You would, it would pull you into third person. I actually like that. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I've been thinking about Deus Ex lately. I kind of want to play that game again. I, I really like Deus Ex, Human Revolution. You know Tangent. What uh, might, yeah, well, just a slight. You know what might scratch that same itch? Cyberpunk. Uh, Cyberpunk, yeah. But that's like, yeah, but I feel like, yeah, yeah. 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 The anyway. soundtrack to Deus Ex is so good though. All right. Mm. Um so yeah, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts? Personally, I I I was like kind of enamored by it because it does feel like and given I'm not like I'm not very big into the Uncharted series, although I feel like I would like them. Um I've liked Tomb Raider, but I haven't I haven't jumped into Tomb Raider since they started making new ones um with uh Crystal Dynamics, right? But it's funny because you play any of the new Tomb Raiders? No, and I I bought one for my dad and he liked it. They're so good. I heard. I heard. I there's like no interest for me for some reason. I should get into them though. I feel like if I picked it up, I would probably start chowing down on that. But when let's, I, let's explore this thought for a second because I realize that this is like an interesting theme. Like I feel like there are certain single player narrative focused games that you really like dig into, but most of them not so much. Like. Spider-Man 2, like, that kind of fell off pretty quick. Yeah. You know? And, like, yeah, to to not, for the Uncharted series, I mean, it's, like, it's a critically acclaimed series. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, it's, huge. Everyone's it's, it's interesting. Okay. But, like, it was Tsushima you were down for, and, like, Last of Us you were down for. So, it's, like, I, I wonder where the, like, what is, like, what falls into the yes category, you know? it's That's a great question. I mean, I have been thinking about and trying to, like, etch out my opinions on what games I find worthwhile and what games I don't. And Red Dead? Yeah. Recently. Um, and it has changed over the years for sure because like I remember like playing everything back in like college and then like in my 20s I would just be playing. I started getting into MMOs that time. But like the single player, like the single player RPG kind of games, they fall into weird camps for me. I don't know what it is. I think I get enamored by like, I get enamored by like, I think I talked to you about this before, but I I love I, I get into storylines and settings that really scratch a specific itch, um, and then I really love like I don't know how to explain it, and it sounds so like um, I don't know uh, like derivative I don't know or like a cookie cutter answer, but like the dynamic storytelling and like being able to as I said before like imprint yourself in a game somehow has really it's like I'm looking to live a game. And, like, certain games, like, they don't scratch that itch. Like, I would say Red Dead Redemption 2 really scratched an itch because I didn't really know I wanted to be a cowboy until I started playing this, and the world was so vast, and the settings were so detailed, and every aspect of the game was so fantastic between all of the characters and the relationships between, like, each of the characters and the storytelling. I loved it. Like, Breath of the Wild, same thing, where I started, like, understanding that each of the NPCs had some story behind them and there was like a a world that felt very like enveloping when i look at like tomb raider or uncharted i just see you know kind of like a like a third person action game where you're just like following around this hero's story which doesn't really feel like there's much interesting like other like things happening other than maybe the level design and like you and like two other characters that you guys are talking to most of the time or something like that Um, It, it is a playable movie you right. know like that, that is what it is like uh, i look yeah. at but I, i'm watching it yeah i'm not like I, it. i'm not immersed in it right i'm watching the story <laughs> from the outside yeah exactly it's uncharted 
Yeah. Like it was Tomb Raider. Yeah. And then I look at like, I look at like Baldur's Gate and like I literally put myself in that game as Justan and I <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it because all of the decisions matter and all of the relationships matter and like I'm enjoying the, everything feels real. Um, what other games have I really gotten into? Um, that's like story-based. Anything outside of the story-based stuff, a uh, story-based category stuff like, I don't know, puzzle games or things that are just like a mechanic that's like, I, I'll enjoy those games, but I know those are just potato chips to me, you know? Yeah. Like that's not like, <laughs> that's not like the steak, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's interesting. I, I guess I was, I'm like just trying to extrapolate that line. I would, li- yeah. I, I would like I, I, more I understanding I too. Yeah, it does make sense. It does make sense. It's like I look at Resident Evil 4 and I think, you know, it's not that I know what that game... Well, I do kind of know what that game is. But like at the same time, it's like I want to play that game for its significance, its industry significance value. But it doesn't pull me as much as like a story. Like I would say Starfield, I was in it until I got in it. And then I was like, none of this matters. This is all just like yeah tissue paper like whatever you're walking through and like you're kind of just but, experiencing but so like last of us seems like it's on the like a, a in a different thing because that you're, that's a story you're watching you're not that character so last yeah, of, well cool. last of us part two when i first started that game the reason why is because i did love last of us part one and at that part i was like at that point when i was in that game i was enamored by how good the storytelling was and particularly these two characters and the world and what it developed was very immersive so i was like in on that and I was more interested to see what Allie and Joel's relationship and how that would spring up would become. And then the second one was more like I got into it because that just got my interest to be like, okay, you should play part two. And then it took it into a different way. But I was like pleasantly surprised by that. Mm. Um, I mean, I would say Uncharted is is at that level. Yeah. Like un- two, two, three, and four, not one. One is very dated and doesn't. I probably wouldn't up. play one anyway. Yeah, I'd probably just start with four if I was to be honest. Two is like, I mean, I remember when two came out that I was like, damn, like this is like some serious storytelling. And four is actually very, very good. I feel yeah. like four is kind of underrated right now. People got were all weird because they're like, oh, it's too much of a shooter or whatever. But it's like, mm. but it is the characters that make that game interesting, you know, and like the way that honestly that game. Does three and four I think are very good. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Three and four I think are yeah. very character focused, right? I think like the, the ones that... ones about uh Sully, right? That's his yeah. name. And then the other one's about his brother. His brother, yeah. And the, and that's why of, four and they're is very so like sick. centered around like that relationship. Mm-hmm. What I like about Uncharted that I have not seen done in another game as well as that one is how Nathan like Nathan's commentary about what's going on in real time because it's like other games it's like I'll say something and now it's a shooting gallery Mm. whereas in that game it's like he's doing stuff and talking about what's happening in real time right like to a to a strange degree of organicness you know what i mean yeah like when things are happening like and it's funny right like he's a quippy sort of guy but it's like very likable yeah (laughs) Yeah. but for him to like very charming he's got a lot of charm yeah no he's a very charming character yeah right (laughs) yeah he's younger indiana jones yeah so modern indiana jones bring it all back (laughs) yeah that's a thing that that game does very well and if there was ever a moment i would say that would probably been, be something that would pull it, you into it uncharted has been on the list for a long time i think i have it on the because they gave it for free on playstation plus at one they point did, yeah. so i think i have yeah. that i have i think i have the collection one two three yeah Play i might four. not though i at some point i traded it 
with someone, and I don't remember which one I traded it for. I'm, so I yeah. either have four or I have one, two, and three. I'm almost yeah. certain. I definitely have all of them physical. Four for sure you got in the uh, PlayStation collection when you bought yeah. your PS5. Definitely yeah. got that. Yeah. I know that's primarily the reason why I wanted to jump into it is when I saw it, I was like, oh, but this is the game that... Shane also really liked, and apparently. It was... right, but now you've kind of said all that. I don't think you're gonna like it, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's. I don't think you're gonna like it. The, there's yeah. certain moments in those games that no other game does well. Like, okay, so in Spider-Man, like the uh, Sandman part at the beginning. Yeah, that's that like, was cool. That's like the peak of AAA. That's the stuff that Uncharted does very, very well. Like the mm. Jeep scene in four. The Jeep mm. scene yeah. in four is unbelievable. Like I've seen it, parts of the Jeep scene. It's like yeah. one of the craziest things that I've seen like happen in a game. Mm. You know, that's cool. But then you look at like God of War. Right, and I I loved the first God of War. The second one was more of like a, it was fine. And do I want to play that uh, that DLC that came out? Not really. I don't know why. I know. I hear it's good. I want the educa- I want the experience. I want to be yeah. able to talk to it. It's also talk free. about it. It's nothing. It's no investment, except like have... a few hours of time. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. To install it and then you play. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I do have to install the entire game again. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Anyway, we'll bring it back. So Indiana Jones. Liz, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm not super excited about that, honestly. I'm a, I'm, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan, but I, me neither, not really. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a pretty solid Indiana Jones fan. I mean, I've seen yeah. all the movies, I watched them multiple times because I was like a big Star Wars fan, so I was a big Harrison Ford fan. Um, I think he was doing, well, who was the guy? Troy Baker. Troy Baker, yeah, it was the. I think voice he was actor. doing a, a great impression of. Yeah, I did not like his impression. Really? No, I did not like his impression. I mean, I but I don't maybe because I. Yeah, right. Maybe because it's a little too close to home. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know that that. That gameplay. Yeah, I I don't know that that trailer gave me a lot of faith in. The like capturing sort of the same feeling as the it's like the, what magic the are they does. selling yeah like i wasn't buying the magic the magic I didn't, I didn't i didn't love troy baker doing the voice because he was clearly doing an impression and i just feel like it does it did not have the same charisma and charm that yeah and it yeah so I didn't love that. And I think when you're doing an impression, like that's sort of always going to happen. And you yeah. always have it in the back of your mind that like. This is not that person. They're lying not, to me right now. Exactly. Like that's not the real voice. Not <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I will say you mentioned the gameplay. Like I, I do think that it is a little suspect. Like I, I just can't a stiff. really understand a stiff. A little, what, like, what the whip is going to feel like. Like that needs yeah. to feel a certain, it's a whip, right? Like Castlevania does whips really really well this is not like that no. you know so i but this is a first person whip what well, can that, you do how it just feels like he's extending his hand and then like magically it's straight and then it's and then it, again. Uh, like, and, it's and there's no like, there's no sort of like fluidity or realism to how he's operating it it looks mm-hmm. like it's gonna be it looks a little dated kind of this is i can see that this yeah. is also an xbox exclusive that. so there's no playstation dual sense you know kind of trigger magic uh, going on which is know? a huge miss yeah. a huge miss <laughs> yeah, you're I mean, gonna you operate could... a whip and you don't have a dual sense controller I they, mean... they do have haptic triggers but it's not the same no yeah, yeah. No, no, no no those triggers are huge on playstation they're kind yeah. of i always get like titulated whenever that i find out a game has like some level of yeah. 
code in there for the controller to feel I, different. Dude, I loved that. It was funny. I liked that so much and then shut it off in uh, Resident Evil 8. Why? Uh, in Village. Oh. Well, because like when you play it the first time, you're like, wow, this is like super immersive and really cool. And then like once the game starts getting hard, you're like, okay, I just need to fuck. I just need this to work. <laughs> like oh, I, I need to yeah. not be yeah. distracted, you know? Yeah. I remember when you showed it to us. Yeah, you really you press on the trigger and then you pull it back and it clicks when you shoot. Yeah, it felt good. Yeah, it's very unique. It's yeah. very unique. I wish more games did stuff like that. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm not super. And I I think also like Uncharted and Tomb Raider do that genre yeah. already so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think this is gonna fall Going- short. It's hard to go up against. I mean. How can it not be compared to Uncharted? When, like, Uncharted is compared to Indiana Jones so often. Like, mm-hmm. how could this game not be compared to Uncharted? And there's no way it's going to be. I'm sure in the design doc for Uncharted, they were like, we're going to do Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and know? they did. Yeah, and they It's did. very good already. Like, I just feel like this game already exists in a better version. Yeah. And this seemed, like, a little bit janky, a little bit dated, a little, like, trying to reach something and falling short. I'm... <laughs> I'm curious how they're going to, like, at least the cutscenes and the character interactions I thought were pretty good, and I know that they were very good in New Colossus, the last uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wolfenstein game. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they definitely have the ability to sell a decent narrative. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm as whelmed as I would be if you just told me right. there was uh, an Indiana Jones game. You know yeah. what the trailer did well? It sold... The fact that it was an Indiana Jones game. That's what it's <laughs> yeah. told. Yeah. It, the, the magic that they're selling is it's Harrison Ford. You get to play with him or as him and you get a whip. But it's not it, Harrison Ford. This, this, know, was, like, this was a color by numbers. This was a color by numbers where it's like to make a good Indiana Jones game, you got to start with the with the song. Yeah. But not but not full volume. Great, so it's got like three notes. Give him yeah. a whisper. Give yeah. him the first three notes. A whisper of the, no. of the Indiana Jones theme. A little bit of humor, headbutts mm-hmm. the dude in the thing. Yep. Let's see the whip. Yep. Okay. And then and then and an epiphany at the end. No, and then <laughs> and then it's uh, we're gonna make sure that you know that he shoots guns too. So we, we saw like a moment of the gun, and then is the Harrison Ford looking up slowly with the with the shadow over his face, except for his eyes are right. glowing. Yep. And that was the it. Great circle. The, yeah. the epiphany moment, like the oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I also I don't I I'm not a huge fan of like when you take an existing ip and you're like also in that ip this is happening that you just didn't know about like mm. you know this whole story of indiana Jones, uh, and it's like oh but actually if you just like you're yeah. right after the first movie there's this other whole sequence that like for the I record just feel like it's a little <laughs> contrived like as opposed to like <laughs> when fair. you play like spider-man and they're like we're taking this character that you know but like we're gonna write our own story based on the information like we have with it it's not gonna be like we're taking spider-man from the marvel universe and making a game that's like a subsection of that movie that's already yeah, existing like, like for, yeah, for the, the record yeah like yeah. go make your own thing for yeah. the record this is like and i know you'll hate that i say this but this is exactly why i hate modern star wars right now because like everything is that yeah. everything is that it's like yeah. the I mean, is that I, I don't, the bad dudes whatever that's that it's all that i don't hate that at all i feel like that's totally accurate yeah of like what what those i like 
what those things are like. And it's cool. It's like if you, if you want if more of good, that thing, it's fine. Like sure. whatever, I'll watch it. But like in the back of my mind, I'm always knowing like, you know, I like the Mandalorian, but yeah. like, I'm like, this makes no sense. It's like, <laughs> I came this to makes a, no sense. I know a lot about Star Wars. This didn't happen. Yeah. I came to a steakhouse. <laughs> Stop trying to feed me broccoli. Just give me the steak. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that about like the, all spinoffs inside things of Star Wars. They're, yeah. they're, they're contrived. They're yeah. lacking something. Yeah, yeah. They're not, I just want the main story with Luke and like, I don't want to find out about this nobody, whatever that's yeah. happening. Hey, remember the bartender at the cantina? Well, he's got a mini series yeah. now yeah. and it's called Tatooine Times yeah, with I mean, the bartender. Just, it just kind of makes no sense. I mean, honestly, like I say that even though I really like the Jedi Survivor. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if it's, and if it's, if it's good, then it doesn't, then, then, it, then you can <laughs> overlook that. If it's yeah. a good game, then it's a good game. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. If it's a good movie, if, it's a good movie. It's a good if game. Indiana good Jones game. ends up being a good game. I guess it's a good game. And then, and then it'll be but like, fine. You. But I find often that when people make these things, it has that feeling to it. And it has that hurdle to overcome. Yes. Yeah. More, that, is very, that is a like, good way And to put if it. it does overcome that hurdle, then I can let it go yeah. but it's a much higher hill to climb yeah. than yeah. starting with something fresh well this like mandalorian is a good example for that right it's like okay you're giving us knockoff boba one. fett and then you're like wait this is legit really entertaining to right? watch so yeah. like i'm down yeah right I'm but with the you. boba fett show sucks oh my god it was terrible and all the other ones yeah why did they make that anyway all right yeah it's, it's a mess because boba fett was such a cult like <laughs> it's after mandalorian phenomenon. and everybody was like man i loved boba fett and they're like well let's give you some oreos yeah that. and boba fett like the thing about boba fett is that it wasn't he wasn't supposed to be like a he was a toy he wasn't supposed he to be like this to super be important character but then they made a boba fett toy and people like became huge fans of him and they were like not oh, expecting it i didn't know that he's a so, cool toy yeah he is a cool toy he's a yeah. cool soldier looking guy yeah because yeah. he was really cool with the jetpack so, so, yeah. so that's and then so then they like you know made a ton of boba fett toys and made like you know there's the bounty hunter game where he plays boba fett like they they started making other things around him but he was not meant to be that important in the star wars universe hmm. so that's why they made a show about him is because like he has this, now he's even more or less important he, has, right? like, he lesser, had this lesser? like fan base and there's this like if you're part of the fandom you know there's this story about him cash grab got it <laughs> so exactly <laughs> got it. understood disney oh. understood roger that yeah so we okay. shall see machine games will you do what you need to do to make this not book of boba fett but they- make it mandalorian We'll see. Yeah. There are other, there are other, like Wolfenstein had, like I remember in the very beginning when I learned about Wolfenstein, it had a really like deep cult following. Yeah, and there's a lot of love for Wolfenstein. I tried to play the first one, New Order, the new new one the, when they came the, out like four or five first, six years. New the one. first new one that was on PS4. Yeah. yeah, it was New Order, then Old Blood, the one with then the chick New Colossus. Licking the guy's face, whatever you know what yes. I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. I tried to play that one, and there was a very awful awful opening to that game which led into a stealth mission and i was like nope like i am uh, not only am i bored out of my mind but now you're also giving me like the slightest hair trigger failure state like Mm -hmm. fuck this like do you remember uh okay i know we're going on to the next topic but do you remember the booth at e3 when that game was coming out it was a diner yes and you were getting served by that was new colossus that was new colossus that was new colossus yeah that was cool. Anyway, that was cool. I mean, their aesthetic is, is dope, and yeah. apparently that game did really well. So that that studio does. I said this during the trailer. They do Germans really well. Yeah, <laughs> they do Nazis really well. Yeah. They do. They do. All right. Bully. 
the next thing of interest that we saw from this was a bit of a deep dive on Avowed, which is the much-anticipated game from Obsidian, which is so funny because, like, I think about I think about Obsidian, and I'm like, that was, like, one of the first major buys that Xbox made. Like, mm-hmm. E3 was not only a thing, but they did a press conference at E3, mm-hmm. and that's when they announced that they had purchased Obsidian. So it's been years, yeah. right. like, years that they've had this company. And Avowed was announced pretty early on, like, mm-hmm. shortly after the Series X as, like, the this is the thing Obsidian's working on. Didn't really hear much about it, and uh, we got a little bit of a gameplay trailer, I think, like a year ago, and now we have this kind of deep dive. There was a really quick, uh, they, Obsidian was working on um, Outer Worlds by the t- at the time that they were getting... It came out like right acquired. before they were acquired. Right yeah. before. Okay. Yeah. So this is literally like... Yeah. Okay, got and it. for the listeners... 2017, 18? Yeah, Forever, yeah. I, I can't. I don't know the date specifically, but for the Still listeners, in the last house when you played. Yeah, right. <laughs> the things that made Obsidian like very special, at least in in modern times, yeah. was Pillars of Eternity, which is like a uh, a CRPG, like top down isometric kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like Alex would have played that game, um, and uh, <laughs> Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Fallout New Vegas oh, was right, a big right. deal for them, mm-hmm. and then they also made Outer Worlds. Okay. So that's that's the landscape that comes before Avowed, mm. which is a magic-based narrative game with lizards that you shoot magic wands at, and I, also there's guns. I will. So, yeah, you go. What was your hype level before the trailer? Like, what was your opinion before we watched the deep dive and then after? Low before. Right. Pretty mid to low now. The th- so it did go up a little bit. It went up a little bit, but that's just... Be- yeah. I would say it's you? probably been mid both times, at, but the thing that draws my attention did, to this did, is... Did this, did this do anything, this, this video that we watched? No. Did it accomplish I'm, I'm not going to be no. reactivating Game Pass to play this game. Let's put it that way. Uh, but it, it carries a lot of significance because this is, again, one of Microsoft's now premier AAA studios Obsidian. making their first uh, exclusive game for them. It's a big deal, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like th- this should be should. this should be one of the games that pulls players onto the platform. This should get people to buy an Xbox and or, you know, be I, a Game Pass way, subscriber. I will mention, I'll, I'll just say these two things specifically. Uh, the gameplay, when I was watching it, and I understand that they want to do melee in first person and magic in first person. And like, I get yeah. it, but I will say that I've already seen pretty much exactly that. And I think maybe a little bit better on like Skyrim, a game from many, many, many years right. ago. It doesn't yeah. seem that new to me. And then the dial old and then the dialogue. And you mentioned this during the trailer too. And the dialogue choices and their idea of like dynamic storytelling and what you go, like the acting and the voice acting and the mocap that they were showing you, they, I feel like they showed that a little too long. It didn't seem that new. It felt pretty derivative. and Derivative it, is a great word and for it. And you mentioned, too, it's like after playing and seeing Boulder's Gate 3 come out, it's like, does it compare? And like playing Boulder's Gate 3 right now, I can say, like, this is what I want to mention before, too. It's like when you do like dialogue trees and you're doing like, like uh, <clears throat> I don't know what it's called, like uh, impactful like storytelling through like, you know, choices that you make throughout the time. Like, Baldur's Gate does it really well in a way that it makes it feel like you're not just like cutting off side quests that you won't be able to do later. 
Yeah. It's like decimating towns and like <laughs> destroying villages and like finding characters that will never come back kind of thing that you that would have been there like consistently later. Yeah. Right. Um in this one it like I've seen this happen before in like Outer Wilds, right? Or Outer Outer Worlds. Um and where it's like you do a thing and it's like okay, well now this faction doesn't like you and they'll shoot at you once in a while, and you know? Dude, this this, this is this doesn't is ex- feel as impactful. It seems like yeah. they're trying to, but it's doing it in such like a very shallow sense that it doesn't the world doesn't seem to be reacting as much as you want it to feel like it is. Yeah. And dude, this is exactly this is exactly the feeling that I had about it too. And that's why when you said derivative, I'm like that is that is the perfect word for it because Okay, so I didn't play Pillars of Eternity, but my frame of reference is New Vegas and Outer Worlds, both of which I played and beat, right? Loved loved New Vegas, F- fine, Outer Worlds, you know, it was fine. But the problem that, uh, sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. The problem that Avowed has is that those are my two closest points of reference. And when I look at Outer Worlds, that was what they were able to accomplish when they had full control over their IP. And what they ended up doing was sort of copying the VAT system, sort of copying the interactions yeah. for Fallout, yeah. but less. And b- because it was the backbone of it was their own storytelling like their own narrative at least with fallout they had an aesthetic a feel a world a concept that they could put their stuff up against Mm -hmm. but when they were left on their own it was like okay like most of your mechanics feel derivative or less than the Mm -hmm. thing that you Mm -hmm. came from and most of the story isn't super compelling because like you're trying to get me to care about a world that like i'm not really sold on so even the gravity of my decisions don't really feel like a big deal yes you know what i mean so that's that's the lens that i'm looking at avowed through and i'm like is this going to be the? I, I'd like to believe that they've evolved and learned from their mistakes and and all this kind of stuff. But when I saw that dialogue, I was yeah. like, "This is playing on 2013 yeah. all over again." You yeah. know, and it's funny too because like as I'm looking at it more, and now that you mentioned these particular games, it's like I compare, and I always compare like Bethesda and Obsidian and like what they've been doing. And then when you think about their conjoined efforts on like New Vegas, and I did play that for like probably like ten to fifteen hours. Uh, somewhat recently i think in the past year or so like there is some magic there yeah but then you look at these these studios and what they've created separately and it's like they do their things really well but not the full picture yeah very well you know and it's like their stats are like they complement each other really well but when they're left alone it doesn't feel like a full picture a full like product yeah yeah feels odd like Outer Worlds was a great game, but definitely you saw the lines in the code in the storyline eventually, and it was just like, okay, it's not that special. It doesn't feel as magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not Are you? Interested. Yeah. No. No strong feelings one way or the other. Nah. I will not. I mean, like you said I will not be activating. <laughs> I was gonna say, is your is your household still subscribed to Game Pass? No. It just ended, I think. Mm. Mine is. Partially because I keep forgetting after this podcast to go Mm. cancel it. So it's just on forever. (laughs) There you go. That's how they get you. It's just like the Xbox. It's Netflix. It's Netflix now. That is how they get you. I don't even see it on my PayPal or credit card statements. I don't even know where it's getting paid from. They pay extra to hide it. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) The only reason we had it for so long was because Jason found some deal where it was like a dollar a month for like three years. Yeah. So he bought like a finite amount. Yeah. So it wouldn't like well, that that's that's what I did. Where it's like, I so think like, I saw another deal. I'll buy another. Like you were saying, like I'll buy like three months and like yeah. So I, I, I there was a time where they were selling the three month 
three months of Game Pass for $15. Yeah. And I must have bought like seven gift cards like that. Right. So they're still floating around. Like I think I have two physical gift cards in here and probably like three email codes with it in there. So when the time comes where something comes out, I can just like search my email for Xbox Game Pass and just find one <laughs> of the codes and throw it in there. Dollars, it's more or less. people like you that is making Xbox not good anymore. And that's the problem. They've got all these studios for you guys and I'm doing my part by giving them <laughs> yeah. money and not extrapolating any value every month. I what are you doing? I think it's the publishers no. and the developers that are making this. No. I don't know. X- Xbox as a platform is now Gamefly to me. It's yeah. like, I'll pay you when <laughs> yeah. I rent one of your games for a few mo- or for a, a month or a few months. It's the biggest fire stick that I have in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Avowed, yes. Interesting to see some stuff there. Uh, I just need to throw this out there. I hate those developer diary things. It's cool to see what's going on inside the place, but they're all so stilted. I kind of wish it was like off of some guy's like, smartphone video like recording like sessions and stuff talking about some stuff i don't know it just feels so fake you know it's always fake it's gotta be it's like just straight up pr spoon fed to your face it's almost it's almost like right those right it's like right behind the camera is like a microsoft pr rep with a gun just pointing at them like (laughs) say nice things get people excited i'm excited for the day where i find one of these that are so perfectly like everybody knows their lines and you can tell that they're not reading off of like a teleprompter or something. Yeah. You can always check out the eyes and the eyes are always like, and I'm trying to be excited as I read these words to you about how amazing this game is going to be. And like how these choices are all yours to play. They're not actors. Like I know they're doing their best. You like talk to me like, as if you were on an interview right now and you're excited about working on this game. I'll tell you what, you know, like, if you if you are the creative director, you're the creative director. They can't just be like, we need to pick a creative director who has, you know, more charisma and is more vivacious, so that when we film these things, I'm actually more it will come inter- across better. Like, I'm, I'm more interested in voiceover and just play gameplay. I, I yeah. was gonna say because you know what the the comparable here is is the Nintendo, Nintendo Directs, Direct. yeah. Because a Nintendo Direct is also a highly scripted thing where it's somebody showing you the games that they're working on right. but it's somehow more endearing because the, i feel like they're leaning in rather than it. trying to present this facade yeah. and it's like no like you're literally just saying like here's a game please be excited for it yeah right <laughs> like, and they say it in like such a robotic way that it, it feels very like sterile but like that's nintendo's brand so it's like kind of okay yeah but these right. guys are like look at me i'm a relatable human just like you yeah and i can talk to you about this just like a normal human would that, um, that's that's where it gets weird. It's Uncanny Valley stuff. Yeah. I listen to human music. Yeah. <laughs> oh, human oh. Have human conversations. Uh. Yeah. Well, thanks for the uh, update, Xbox. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, just keep I, chugging along. Yeah. Just you, do, you do, do you do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> just somehow get perfect dark out and make it not terrible. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah. Come on. It's disappointing. It's like, it's hard to, I feel like I'm at a point where like, it's hard to, to get it up for something Xbox is kind of, cause going to come out with. Cause I just like, I, you know, I don't like that feeling of getting excited about something and then it's, and then it tanks. Well, they've already failed us so many times. That's what I mean. So it's like hard to not expect you to fail me again. You know, know? it's like a, like an ex-boyfriend that's like, this time I'm really going to change. I'm like, are you? Like, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to invest all this time in you again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) If you come to me and you've made some real progress and like, you seem like you're doing okay, like then I'm going to come back. But like, I, until then. 
But check it out. I have a new car. It's called Forza Motorsport 8. <laughs> yeah. And it's really cool looking. Uh, it's not, your car's not going to take us yeah. the whole way. Yeah, fill down the doors. <laughs> the door's closed. Um, I'm looking through the list of all the things that were announced. And there's really, I mean, the... There's just two more other things, which was just uh, the Senua Saga Hellblade 2 coming out in May. And Fable. And, no, Vision of Mana. There was a Fable thing? Well, the, oh, that was uh, the other thing that I talked about here. That's interesting that I talked about Vision of Mana. I thought you were talking about things on the Xbox horizon. No, of no, 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 no. I'm just it's seeing like what else we're missing. Oh, gotcha. Vision, Vision of Mana Man. looks dope. It looks really good. It looks yeah. good. I'm looking at these screenshots. But they're they not cool. making that game. That's Square. Yeah. And you know right. what You know what that it's, is? It's Square on Xbox. That's, that's Square odd, right? throwing them like the smallest pittance of of right. a of a bone because they're like oh hey we're we're <laughs> like i almost yeah. I, I could see the visual that they step out of this bumping house party at, at <laughs> playstation <laughs> thing with final fantasy 7 and clouds like yeah! yeah and they're like oh hang on hang on and they meet xbox at the car and they're like oh hey what's up yeah sorry i can't hang out tonight but uh you know <laughs> here's a couple bucks and we'll see you next week <laughs> oh yeah uh it is weird seeing. <laughs> that is funny. Is is this an Xbox exclusive? No, I don't think no. so. Okay. No mana? I don't think so. Uh, I could be wrong. Let me check. But I don't think so. Why? Well, uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as like things that are happening at Xbox World, I imagine Fable is probably the next major thing that oh, yeah. people Fine. would want to hear about. Yeah. I mean, that looks good, but I've been burned before Xbox. Yeah. So. Do you think I, they'll do anything with Halo anytime soon? <laughs> It's funny. I want to. Um, the problem was that Halo was pretty good, right? The game was fun. It yeah. was all right. Well, did yeah. you hear about this? This uh, and yet nobody cares. I think it's a tired. I mean, they and did. Yet they, they see, and then yet it's considered a failure. They did a dirty on the multiplayer. I mean, like yeah. they wanted multiplayer to be, but it's not anymore. You know, yeah. that's it's like an old world game right. at this point. It's like you're really only appealing to like a certain crowd. Um, but yeah, what were we about to say, Justin? Uh, so I'm trying to find the article that it was connected to. What about Halo specifically? No. Okay. Ooh. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm on a website called Twisted Voxel. What the heck? Uh, so Micro- <laughs> Microsoft confirms plans to release Xbox first-party games across all platforms. Uh, at, so this was them talking at an annual shareholders meeting, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So they're basically like they were basically saying that they have plans to release Xbox games onto other platforms. And I think what people are insinuating from that is games like Hi-Fi Rush are going to end up coming out on PlayStation, on PlayStation and Switch and all this kind of no, stuff. I mean, if Hi-Fi Rush comes out on PlayStation, that'd be great. Well, still haven't played it. That's what I'm saying. Right. But here's on my the thing. backlog. So <laughs> it's pretty high on my backlog, too. I, I mentioned this right. because one of the, the the other podcasts that I listen to, Sacred Symbols, yeah. shout out to our friend Dustin Furman. Dustin. I love Dustin. Uh, he was a guest on, uh, what you call it? On the Kurt Ray uh, House, House Call podcast. Yeah. Love Dustin. Uh, but they were talking about this news where Xbox was announcing that they're going to release first-party games on other platforms. Right. And one of the concepts that they brought up was what if they released Halo Infinite on PlayStation? At, like, it would create a ridiculous surge in players. Like, yeah, I would play, play that. I would play that. What would that feel like on a PlayStation controller? I have no idea, but I would play it. But the perverse. But I would probably <laughs> perverse. Yeah, right? it feels yeah. like I'm playing like a ROM hack or something. Yeah, but like it's it's an interesting concept because it's like 
the so the, where the conversation started from was they were talking about releasing stuff like Hi-Fi Rush and Sea of Thieves on other platforms. Now, Sea of that Th- would make sense. It would make sense, and because there's it's basically nothing to lose yeah. by putting that game on there. Because Sea of Thieves is old as shit now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like if they could just make a bunch of extra money by releasing it to another console, even if they don't make much money, who cares? Like yeah. the like if you were going to be on the Xbox platform to play Sea of Thieves, you would have done it five years ago. Maybe there's like an you optimization know? cost there to optimize it for PlayStation, but like, yeah, it's just a player based thing. Like, why wouldn't you do that? Would PlayStation, would Sony be petty enough to be like, no, you can't? I mean, <laughs> these well, are like our players. It, Go it, away. I don't think it would really hurt them one way or the other. If, they, if it was a thing, it's like, more is better. Take their 30%, you know? You're taking thirty percent of the revenue, and on the other side, it's like, what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing that happens is like a PlayStation logo, or I'm sorry, an Xbox logo appears when you boot a game, and then I mean that's hilarious. Well, it already happens. I mean, on uh, on Xbox, so there's uh, so it happens in two ways. On PlayStation Four, the there's no native PS5 version of Minecraft, but if you boot Minecraft, the PS4 version, there's an Xbox logo. Oh, interesting. And then uh, MLB The Show has a PlayStation logo in front of it. And remember that whole thing uh, where they yeah, launched an right. Xbox first. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this kind of weird cross pollination is technically already happening. Yeah. Okay. But for it to be announced that they're going to do it for more major titles, I mean, it's an interesting thing, and it honestly could help games like halo where like i think most people that played halo at the jump were kind of burned by it i know i was yeah um you tried to like multiplayer really bad i did i i I even circled in with another friend group to like really try to get into it and it was cool but apparently now it's great Apparently yeah. now the Halo Infinite online multiplayer is very, very good and they worth playing. They figured it out just too late. Yeah. Just, I mean, I mean I'm sure there's still in like sub 5,000s, I'm pretty sure. Well, there's, I'm sure there's people on Xbox, maybe on Steam, but on Xbox, I think there's definitely a good body of people that are still playing, but it's like, I mean. Oh, sorry. How much? 7,000. How much could you? Ago. On Steam? Uh, Halo Infinite, that is Steam charts, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. It's, that's probably like half. Right. So you like double that, plus like 1.5 okay. times that. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Are you ready? All right, let me give you this. From September and on. September, 3,000. October, 5,000. November, 5,000. December, 4,000. Last 30 days, 4,000. Right, right now, 7,000. So January is up. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I think the multiplayer has been mended in some way. That's making it appealing to people again. Yeah. But the thought of it potentially coming out on another console, I mean, it's not crazy. I would love for Hi-Fi Rush to come out. And honestly, yeah. it's like even a game yeah. like Starfield, it's like you made $0 on Starfield. You could release it on PlayStation and charge 70 bucks for it. And so what PlayStation gets 30% yeah. right. of it? At least you're getting something for what was likely... High double digit million dollar game. Right. Do you think it cost them a hundred million dollars to make that game? I mean, I mean, like it would be only positive money. That's I don't what I'm know saying. If, like long term would affect their marketing, but do you think you're losing? Do you think you would lose more customers, future customers, by knowing that your game's gonna come? Like that's that's the metric. But this would, would you lose future customers by informing the marketplace that your games come to PlayStation later? But also, who cares? <laughs> well, it matters in the beginning of a generation cycle, I feel. Yeah. And that's only it. Like, knowing how far PlayStation is ahead of Xbox, it right. makes sense that Xbox would concede this round and be like, yes, we want to 
get hurt less right now. So like here, right. this is what yeah. we're going to do. Right. Um, I can imagine that in the very beginning, it's like, well, I want to sell consoles and I want developers to come to me, not you. And I want them to focus on our stuff and not your stuff. Right. So like, we're going to keep that exclusivity yeah. up. Do you hear that? Or did you see that they're also talking about like leading the next uh, console generation? Who? Xbox. Leading? Yeah, like they would like be the first. On they one, would be the first to come out. They're like, we're gonna come out in next year. Like PlayStation, like play, PS Five is what, like four, three years old now. Two thousand seventeen is Switch. Yeah. Two thousand and nineteen <laughs> was PlayStation. I think PS Three is like three years old now. PS Five, you mean? Yeah. So there's probably twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. Right. Uh, when did it release? 2020, November. Yeah, end of so November. It was, yeah, so it's almost four years old, right? Yeah. Um, so there's probably, what, like another three years left in the console. It's usually about six or seven years that they do right, yeah. like a full refresh. Right. Probably That's before the years. end of this year, we'll see like a mid-generation refresh where we'll get like a PS5 Pro or something. I've been waiting for the Pro. Really? I hope it could be... I feel like I don't... Like, what else? I don't know. Well, they, I would like it well, not to already, get too hot. They're so already talking it about it. They haven't called it a PS5 Pro, but like they've acknowledged that they're using like DLSS to get like, like uh, I'm sorry, not native 4K, but like a uh, what you call it, like a real time like AI driven upscaling. So it's like oh. the game will run faster. So like instead of doing like you know 1440p at 60, it'll be like 4K at 60, but it'll use this different kind of like DLSS. Type stuff. I don't know a lot. Don't about you know it. that, Liz? Right. Jesus. The the important part is those are the important alphabet. You'll be playing at sixty FPS with higher resolutions. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the idea. Thanks. Oh, it's better. Yes. Better. Oh. <laughs> yeah. More money? Oh well, that's fine. Well, it's like the same thing that the Switch two is talking about doing. At the same time. Yeah. Yeah. AI driven is interesting. What does that mean? <laughs> Well, because if you run a game natively at 4K, like it's rendering at 4K, then it's like that's super, super like processor intensive. Yeah. But if you run the game at a lower resolution and then it goes through a post-processing filter afterwards. Where AI is where just cobbling a- together images for you. Yeah. It's like it's like using a frame buffer to like to that's basically up res every frame as it's happening. So it looks like it's like real 4K, but it's just like artificially boosted up. Wow. Do you know that that's a real thing now? What? Like, like basically turning any low res image up to like 8K. Like you could just do it. It's I very can imagine weird. with AI, AI generation yeah. image tools now, yeah. like you can just create stuff anyway. It's, a so it's crazy. nuts. It reminds me of like in old like spy movies where they're like enhanced. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's like that's real now. Love <laughs> like that. you can do that. Um, no, you can't. Yeah, there's no way you can zoom in on a person's face, and it's the AI is just going to be like, he's got a mole right here. Like that's not gonna. It's impossible. Uh, there's not yeah. enough information. Yeah, I mean, you could never. You use can it. make it up, you but can, it's not. Hey, be, you could yeah. never. It'll use be made it for, up. It'll be made up. Know, Why does this guy look like? <laughs> for like legal stuff, you right? Just, it's just to be like, that's not what I look like. <laughs> yeah. Why does every guy look like Toby Maguire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, so we only had one final piece of news. Okay. Nothing too spectacular, but uh, we were talking about Square before with Visions of Mana. I should have picked up on this transition a lot better. Uh, Blew it! But that game, Foam Stars. Foam uh, Stars. Which I don't think anybody really had many high hopes for. I forgot about it. Yeah, it's like that Splatoon-esque game. So the news about that is that it is coming out uh, as a day one PlayStation Plus Essential free title. So, like, if you... Essential. 
the Which lowest, like the lowest PlayStation Plus. So, so Foam Stars. Yeah, right. So Foam Stars is making a Rocket League play. Yeah, that's what Rocket League did. Like, and I think the the it's a good idea. It's a good idea. I mean. I'll try it out. Yeah, I'll try it. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it runs two risks. Risk number one, if it's, or the main risk that it runs is, if it is, this the assumption is the game could be bad, so they're basically just taking their money and running. Yeah. Or the game is very good, and they're trying to get the biggest player base possible right. at yeah. the front end yeah. to make it, like, really viable, which I, I, I feel like it's again, more... Get people to- pay after the fact for you know battle passes dlc and, or yeah. whatever yeah. exactly but so like, I, that's where they're gonna make their money on I mean, the apex fa- makes a lot of money on the face Free. of it foam stars doesn't look like it's all that it doesn't look like a banger at all but it also is, we said that about, we said that about knockout city but then also i guess that did turn out to be knockout not a city died but i liked knockout city a lot i know we all I, did yeah. but it's weird because it's like what what why didn't like the was the playing was the feedback loop not good enough i guess it wasn't like interesting enough yeah something about it wasn't like drawing us back to it right enough and then you look I played at- a lot that's the rarest platinum trophy i have like yeah. across every platinum i have that is the rarest trophy i own yeah. i think it's because it, the player is just huge <laughs> probably and yeah i don't know you have to do a lot of weird shit to get that trophy but yeah it was cool Anyway, but yeah, so with something like Foam Stars, the interesting thing about Foam Stars is that it is the cur- currently the only competitor to Splatoon, and Splatoon right. is like crazy popular. Like when we went to Japan, I was astounded by how much Splatoon merch was all it's over a, the place. I mean, it they did okay. When I look at Splatoon, I think Nintendo did a really good job with almost like a pseudo lifestyle like play. Yeah. Like it was like this urban situation. Like they, they did a lot of like apparel stuff. The, the logos are cool. Like they, they put the me verse in the game. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I, I kind of, I kind of want to talk about like what makes a competitive free game like good for a second. Cause we, I started having a conversation about, all right, weird tangent, but I'll bring it back for a second. I, we started talking about uh, with a friend of mine um, about like the difference between tennis and pickleball and like why um, pickleball is or what pickleball can be on like competitive levels like these competitive games and then I think about like it's accessible tennis. Well, so right? that's the, that's the problem tennis though. Is so freaking hard. But that's the that's that's the glory of tennis versus pickleball. It's like when everybody can be when the when the barrier of entry is so low like pickleball and you can be good so quickly then the game becomes like kind of less competitive because even though there's more people, but everybody's good, it's like there's already a ceiling that everybody's bumping into versus say, and this is the same thing about like, let's say Smash Melee versus Ultimate. It's like nobody really wants to watch Ultimate as much as Melee because Melee's ceiling is so high and it's so difficult to play. You look at like uh, Rocket League and Rocket League became like a, a sensation because that game was also incredibly difficult to like master in the very beginning, if not forever, right? And so like I think about like what off free online multiplayer games like the successful ones are and it's like the games if it's a shooter game then it feels like it's probably because it's like the ceiling's so high and it's difficult to play but if you look at like this game foam stars and let's say like knockout city knockout city's like dynamic and mechanics were kind of limited like you could only throw the ball in certain different ways there was right. different power-ups but it was very like 
samey like the the formula yeah. was very it was rock paper scissors same, same. right exactly exactly <laughs> yeah so like if foam stars wants to do something good and i don't like it's platoon i feel like splatoon is just a third person shooter basically and it does have some level of like ceiling gaps but i'm not sure if it's really that competitive of a game the problem with splatoon like uh, so i see exactly what you're saying like, and, and, like, and i think it's a very clever my last thought. thing is that the only reason why this came up too is because roddick who is a famous tennis player like professional tennis player was mentioning after people were asking him whether or not he was going to invest in pickleball um which of all teams he was like with a game where everybody can be good so so quickly there's no chance that this game will ever get to a level like a major like tennis like a major right. sport so this is this is my thought and and i don't know anything about pickleball or tennis but like i'm observing this from a outside third party perspective games like melee and uh rocket league there's something very similar between both of those games and it's something that differentiates it from uh ultimate right and knockout city for the sake of the example rocket league and melee have a simple concept which is hit the ball in the gate or in the the thing and goal. knock the guy off goal and knock the <laughs> and knock the guy off the stage, right? Yeah. So from an external perspective, it's very easy to understand what the other players are trying to do, but there's so much space in the game that allows you to do crazy things. Like there's creative stuff. It, it's very right. uncapped as far as what you can physically do in the game, mm-hmm. right? Whereas Knockout City, it's like there are only so many inputs. Yeah, right. And you can't do much more than the inputs that they give you. Same thing with uh, Ultimate. Ultimate specifically pulled the ceiling down to keep the game more grounded, right? And, like, that's what it is. With tennis and pickleball, it's like pickleball is a very controlled environment. Each player only has a very limited amount of space that they can move in, so there's only so much they can do in that space. Whereas in tennis, they have an entire side of this court. So it requires you to run and be flexible and do these crazy saves and all this sort of stuff. So it's a much more, like, there's just more that you can do in the space that's provided for you to play the game. Whereas if it it closes it in more, then it's, like, it's it's less interesting. It's it's less unique. Yeah, There's more options to be choosing from. The options that players choose are more interesting. Yeah. Because you get to start to see styles. Like, I do think about Rocket League, and it's like, and it's interesting even in Melee, because there's... You don't have to drive off the ceiling in Rocket League, but people do that. Yeah, right. (laughs) And people are still coming up with new techniques and new plays that are, like, Melee is still evolving today, you know? So it's like, you see games that allow for that, and then you look at games like... Yeah, I guess like Knockout City and like eventually you understand the... I would also say like maybe Chivalry is probably... Not Chivalry. What was it? Um... The e- was it EA? Uh, was it the or one, Ubisoft the, game? Oh, the, uh, the For Honor. One? Yeah, and that was also Rock, Paper, Scissors, oh, yeah. you yeah. know? So, like, yeah. I can understand why it was, like, cool at one point, but then eventually it's just, like, a juking each other out kind of game. See, right. and, and this is where, like, that, that safe space of, like, good multiplayer shooter or good online multiplayer game kind of comes in, and it's, like, what exactly fits that mold? Because when I look at Splatoon, it's, like, Splatoon does drop the accessibility feature down because it's not really a PvP game. It yeah. is a PvP game, but it's like you like there's a way to interact with the game that doesn't require you to play PvP. Yeah. But the problem with that from an from an external perspective is to watch competitive Splatoon is like not fun. Yeah. Because you're like not watching people interact. Around. 
Yeah. Right? Exactly. Making the environment pink if that's your job on the yeah. team. Exactly. Whereas yeah. like you watch Rocket League and it's like I I can wrap my head around what this person is trying to do very well and the shit that they're doing in between doing the thing is super interesting, right? With something like Foam Stars, I'm kind of like, okay, I'll take another example. The finals. We just played the finals. Yeah. Right. The finals has a lot of like potential opportunity. The the goal of the game is kind of complex. You got to kill the guy to get the money to put it in the thing. Like there's yeah. many steps, right. but there is an insane amount of creativity. You're blowing up buildings. You're knocking down bridges, yeah. like the, all this stuff. So that a lot of different solutions that you could pull out. So I'm not sure if that game has what it needs to be like a really good thing. I think because the goal is too complex. Yeah. But then I look at something like foam stars and I'm like, where does that sit? Right. Yeah. Because it's, it is a PVP shooter, but I think the big thing is like, you're making foam that you can climb on. You're building platforms, which in a way, is Fortnite. Fortnite right. is making shit that you climb on top of while oh, wow, you're shooting yeah. other enemies, yeah. right? So this is like that, but simplified. Instead of like Minecraft building stuff, you're just shooting foam on the ground you, you and know. then riding it like a surfboard. I, like, that's kind of cool. Like, I, I, I don't know. Back to the original question. I think they are trying to do the day one, whatever, PlayStation Essential release, uh, PlayStation Essential release because they, I think they think it's a good game. And mm. I think they're trying to get the biggest player base they can to like spark up interest and you know users yeah, yeah. well i mean <laughs> to nothing start spending it, more money on some other things like i think that they i it it puts more faith for me in that game yeah this move it's it's also i would say especially nowadays it is a death sentence for a game that's multiplayer if it doesn't have mm-hmm. a strong player base right, right. out of the mm-hmm. game right because there were certain multiplayer games i played like i you know uh the game wasn't very good but i played a lot of uh final fantasy dissidia nt which was their online multiplayer yeah. fighting game yeah no player race in that game yeah. at yeah. all no. because it was a 60 dollar multiplayer only game yeah. and it's like it's just not viable but then you and when you look at stuff like um what you call it it's like you look at something like Apex, free to play, whatever. It's yeah. like there's always someone to play. It takes no effort to get into a match, and that's right. what makes it good. Imagine if you had to wait to get into an Apex match, because yeah. now you're considering, you know, the, now you're in the drive-through at White Castle, and you're like, "Am I waiting too long?" Now I'm starting to regret my decision. I yeah. could be doing something else. Do I really even want this burger? You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is what <laughs> Overwatch tried to do after the fact right yeah they had exactly. a 60 dollars game and then they were like oh wait no the move is to be free so exactly. how can we move to that model yeah because it, they didn't have a big enough player base at, at yeah where they were at on, on so, the flip side stuff like destiny destiny got away with it because they had enough single player content where it was like you could play this game this like a single, single player right. thing yeah. but then if you have friends that right. are also dedicated now you're going to have an enhanced experience you right? had yeah yeah. You had you got more bang for your buck. Yeah. So it's funny. Okay. So if I was to summarize, it's like one: if you're trying to make a, a competitive multiplayer only, specifically like game, and make it successful, it's got to have you got to seed the players well, especially out at the outset, so, uh, on the onset, so that people can play the game. And then two, it's like you got to make it simple enough so that people can pick it up and understand the game. But then three, you have to make the like the skill gap or the skill ceiling extremely high so that you can start seeing some really creative plays and then get people excited about the game. Mm. But not so high, but not so high that it excludes certain player bases because that is what killed Mario Kart DS for me. I fucking loved Mario Kart DS. I was all about it. But then once people started to learn how to snake, it was like the gap became too insane. If you played online at all, more than 50% of the people knew how to snake and it was like, I can't even, I can't even play. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It has to be, it has to find that right sweet spot. It has to be yeah. low enough that like, because also, um, 
That's where randomness comes in. That's why <laughs> that's why Sakurai likes items in Smash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like with certain games, if I play it and like I don't feel like I'm doing well within the first few plays, like I, I'm not. I'm out of it. I'm out of it. Yeah. Which is kind of how I felt about the finals. Yeah. Like mm. we we tested it out. We played it, and I was like, I I don't like. This is going to be a real investment yeah. to try yeah. to figure out how to play this, and like I just I don't feel good enough about this feedback loop. Looped yeah, to, yeah. To do it and, and see, put in that investment. You want to invest, like, yeah. Partly yeah. why Apex is genius because it's like you could and should and need to be good at the shooting, but it also kind of feels good to just get like a really kitted out weapon right, right. at the beginning, yeah. and it's like wow, like I feel like I have an advantage over yeah. people. That's great, you know. There are all like these little dopamine hits by picking up good items. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just real quick, I will say, so no skill for. It. Yeah, <laughs> the finals did come out last year, like mid, I don't know, mid last year or late last year. It's uh, officially late officially last, year, last it, no no if officially like what yeah VGAs oh yeah right yeah wow. that was but it was in alpha or beta or whatever yeah, for yeah, a long yeah. time before that so that's when we played it okay they've been hitting pretty good numbers they're at around sixty two thousand people playing yeah, right now yeah and then Apex people are into it Apex is just they're ninety nine thousand right now yeah so Apex is pretty strong like that's been consistently now, imagine what the numbers are for Rocket League. Or Fortnite. Fortnite won't post their numbers, but Fortnite's a force to be reckoned yeah, with. Yeah, I'm sure it's it like is. it's probably easily more than double. And these are all. This is all Steam. So Steam right now has Rocket League at twenty three thousand, which I, it's understandable Jeez. because okay. that game hard to pick up in the very beginning. Plus, uh, I mean, it's been out for a while, and I don't know how many people are. Still I mean, that's pretty it. high for a game that's been out so long. Yeah, I mean, that was like, <laughs> was it? Was high. that? Was that the first PlayStation Plus title? Like when PlayStation Plus became a thing on PS4, was that the first game? I have no idea. Is that a PS3 game? No. I have no idea. No, it is a PS4 game. Oh, here we go. For Fortnite Live player, there is a thing. Player count. Uh, Three million people are playing Fortnite right now. Man, no wonder they have so much money at Epic. I'm not sure. Yeah, right? (laughs) I'm not sure if this is, uh, I mean, this doesn't. It's a thing specifically to count Fortnite players. So it like exists. Yeah. But it. Yeah, it's some, some. That's it. Yeah, assuming that that's correct. Four inches are honestly, Liz, it's not. Before, before, it's not unbelievable. Are you prepared yeah. for when Jax is like, "Mommy, play Fortnite with me," and you will? <laughs> no, <laughs> and honestly, you will. No, I don't like those outside influences. It's gonna happen. I don't like those outside. Influences. Right now, I got a lot of influence. So, yo, two week, uh, two two months ago, uh, Fortnite hit its all time high of six million like active users at the same time. Well, Six million users. <laughs> if James asked me to play Fortnite, I'd play with him. Yeah, I'd do that. I had it downloaded to play with my friend's son, so hmm. I guess if I had a son, I'd probably play with him. <laughs> James, step one: have a son. I, <laughs> James well, does like step one. There's a lot of other steps before that. I think. I think step one: download lose, Tinder. Lose, yeah. <laughs> lose virginity. Step two. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. All right. Well, yep. this was fun. I think we've had a pretty yeah. solid discussion tonight, yeah, guys. That was good. That was good. Let's put a pin in it. Thank you, listeners, for hanging out with us on another episode of the Critter Hate Podcast. You were going to say something else? Nope. All right. <laughs> if you don't already, have an account at critrate.io. <laughs> Come on down and sign up. Take the test. Get placed into one of five gaming houses and find out uh, your next critical hit on our website. That's right. Much more to come, much more to see. 
check out the website. Come subscribe to our podcast. Say nice things on Spotify. If you like our podcast, you should write a nice thing. Yeah. We appreciate it. But Only for now, like. what's Only gift if card. you like. Only if you like. <laughs> if you don't like it, I mean, you could say you don't like it, but like we'd prefer it. <laughs> say anyway. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Because I was like waiting for you to say Alex, and then I realized it wasn't coming. <laughs> Thanks, me, Seb. I stuttered a All little right, bit. We got to get this is a solvable problem. Solvable yeah. problem. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.